0: Good evening, Tucson Mountain Baptist Church. Glad you folks are here. Are, are we on? I think we're on. Let's bow for a brief prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this wonderful time where we gather together in your name. And Lord, we honor you with our hearts and our minds. And uh, Lord, we give this time to you. And Lord, help us to focus upon you and your love for us help us to acknowledge you in everything we do and say in jesus name amen let's uh, please stand and we're going to sing sing this twice we are standing stand Jasper.
1: Good evening, everyone. Uh, please open your Bible in the book of Acts, chapter 3. We're going to study chapter 3, verse 1 to uh, verses 10. Or if you're using the King James Version until verse 11. So Acts, chapter 3. Verse one to verse eleven, and I believe this is a very familiar passage, story in the Bible, where uh, Peter and John uh, healed the crippled man. I titled this this message, "The Miracle Was More Than Just a Miracle," and we're gonna find out later. So Acts chapter three, verse uh, one to ten, but allow me to read one passage or one verse. Just verse number six, and I want you to look at it. It says here, But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but I do have something else I can give you. By the power of Jesus Christ, from Nazareth, stand up and walk. Shall we pray? Father, it's our joy to be here tonight, and Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit to empower us, enlighten us, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you will hide us at the back of your cross as we come to you and worship you and uh, listen to your word. Lord Father, we recognize that we are not uh, worthy before you, but through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who cleanses us and you uh, clothed us with your righteousness, so we could come in the throne of your grace and worship you and bring the glory that you deserve. Father, we ask, Lord, that you will continue to help us, speak to us personally, that we'll be able to be a person that you want us to be, Lord. And we believe that it is your desire for us to draw closer to you. And we believe, Lord, that it is not by chance that we are here tonight, but we believe that you are the God who desires To each one of us, Lord, to know you more and to love you more, Lord, and continue to make changes in our lives. We believe that you are not yet done. You're still molding us to be conformed to the image of your Son, and thank you for everything in Christ's precious name, amen. This evening, uh, we're going to look at chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. After the church was formed and established in chapter 2 in the book of Acts, this uh, it happened after 10 days uh, of Christ's ascension. The Holy Spirit came. And the church was formed and established in chapter 2. In chapter 3, this was the church's first recorded miracle. God was now ready to reach another great harvest of souls. It was now the time to attract the attention of the people. So God reached down and healed a single man a crippled man, a man whom everyone knew. And this miracle attract the attention of the public. In this chapter, God is demonstrating his power, bearing witness through his followers. Through his followers, through you and I, he is reaching out to save and heal the world. His followers are now his instruments, his ambassadors, his representatives, his messengers, his witnesses to a world lost in suffering, in death, sin, and shame. In this passage, he has given us some of the greatest lesson as we witness and minister to others. The miracle was more than just a miracle. It was a sign, a demonstration of two things. That's what we're going to look at tonight things that we need to remember as Christ's followers. Verse 1 to 5, we could see there, we need to remember Jesus is now working through his followers, and that is through you. This is one of the things Jesus wants people to know, especially especially to us Christians. It says there, verse number 1, One day Peter and John went to the temple at 3 p.m., the time set each day for the afternoon prayer service. There at the temple gate, called the beautiful gate, was a man who had been crippled all his life. Every day he was carried to this gate to beg for money from the people going into the temple. The man saw Peter and John going to the temple and asked them for money. His presence and his power are still at work, is still available to men. His great love and concern for the world is still being manifested through the lives of his followers, and that is us, Christians. In fact, Jesus has no feet but our feet, no hands but our hands, no voice but our voice. As his followers, in the book of Matthew 28, it talks about the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 19 to 20, it says there, Go and make followers of all the people in the world, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have taught you, and I will be with you always, even until the end of the world. As Christians, as Christ followers, we are commanded to do two things. First is to go. It means to evangelize go to spread the gospel, to spread the good news, and second, make followers. It means to make disciples, meaning not just leading the person to know Christ, but also leading the person to grow in Christ. You know what? A lot of Christians, they committed, they called spiritual abortion. After the witness shared the Lord Jesus Christ and that person, believe, and they just let him go. It is God's desire for us to go and make followers. Now, as we witness and minister to the world, there are four significant lessons as we look at verses 1 to 5. Knowing that Jesus is working through you, his followers. Number one, Jesus works through those who are faithful in prayer. Verse number one, it says, Peter and John went to the temple at 3 p.m., the time set each day for the afternoon prayer service. Meaning the disciples were able to perform the miracle or to help the crippled man not because of their own power and ability, but because of the God they trust. James 5.16 is very common. It talks about prayer. It says, when a believing person prays, it says, great things happen." And this is what happens here. It says, this miracle is not all about Peter and John, but it's all about the power of God. You know what? As we witness and minister to to other people, it's not all about what we can do. It's all about what God can do through you. And I believe each one of us tonight, we have people in mind that how many times we try to share Christ to them but they keep on rejecting him, right? I believe each one of us, we have that one person or multiple person that they keep on rejecting Jesus. But it is a great reminder for us and a great comfort. Don't stop praying that God will soften their hearts. The Bible says, nothing is impassible with God. Not only Jesus worked through those who are faithful In prayer, but also Jesus works through those who look and see the desperate need of the suffering. If we're going to look at verses 2 down to 4, it says there, There at the temple gate, called the beautiful gate, was a man who had been crippled all his life. Every day he was carried to this gate to beg for money from the people going into the temple. How many years had this man been sitting there begging? We are not told. But no doubt he had been beggar for years upon years. If we're going to jump to verse number 10, it says there that this person everybody knew him. So, he's been there for a long time. It could be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Picture the man a helpless cripple, unable to work, being ignored, with no one to take him in and help, without family, poor, never fitting in, never being accepted. And I believe you know somebody who is experienced the same thing. If you're going to look look at verse number four, he was not even looking up at Peter in John when he asked for alms. It says there. Peter and John said, look at us. This guy had probably grown into shy, embarrassed person, a person unable to look the people in the eye. Right? The man was hurting within as well as without. He was a living picture of so many in the world right now. The person who are wounded and suffering so much, both within and without from the neglect of men, from an unconcerned and selfish world, from the world that will not let go and share what it has with those who do not have. But, brother and sister in Christ, but even more critical, more worse, persons who are suffering so much from the neglect of God's people, the very people who profess to know the love and care of God for all, who knows that Jesus Christ is the way to heaven, who knows the truth that when they die without Jesus, they will go to hell, and yet who acts as unconcerned and selfish just as much as the world. Now the question is, when was the last time that you shared the Lord Jesus Christ to others? When was the last time that you talk about God to your loved ones? When was the last one that you ministered to someone? The need exists and abound They are all around us. You have to remember that Jesus can work only through the people who see the desperate needs of the hurting man. And those people without Jesus, those who are suffering within and without, they need the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only Jesus works through those who are faithful in prayer, Jesus works through those who look and see the desperate need of suffering, but also Jesus works through those who fasten their eyes upon the need. I want you to look at verse number four. It says, Peter and John look straight at him. It is not enough just to see the disparate needs of the world, just to see the person hurting and suffering. A person must stop and fasten his eyes upon the need. It means the word fastening his eyes, meaning fixed attention, an earnest, intense gaze, continuous, steadfast attention, It is seeing the need and focusing upon it. It is continuing to focus one sight, concern, attention upon meeting the need until it is met. Peter looked and saw the man in need and would not look away. He could have looked away and just passed by the man. Most people did. But we could see here in this passage, but not Peter. Peter looked and saw the man in need and would not look away. It says there, Peter and John looked straight at him. He was now indulged with, or by the power of God, or by the Spirit of God, he was on earth to meet the needs of the world for the Lord. Peter fastened his attention upon the man, being full of concern and compassion. A lot of believers... Are not fulfilling the Great Commission, go and make disciples, not because they do not see the need, but because of lack of concern and compassion. Not only Jesus worked through those who fastened their eyes upon the need, but also Jesus worked through those who reach out to meet the need. It is isn't. it is not enough to see the needs of the world. It is not enough to fasten one's attention upon the needs of the world. Just seeing and being concerned over the needs of the world does not meet the needs. We need to do something. And it says here, Peter acted. He knew the Lord cared, and he was the representative of the Lord, ambassador of God, carrying the name of God. It was up to him to show the Lord's care. It says, verse number four, Peter and John looked straight at him, And said, it says, look on us. Those words were authoritative and arresting. It means that Peter and John steered an expectancy within the man to receive something. But we could see there to the following verses, Peter said, I don't have silver and gold. But the words of Peter demonstrate four things. Peter had a sure confidence that he himself belonged to God. That he was God's representative, ambassador, instrument, messenger. You know what? We cannot give something we don't have. Right? We need to make sure that we belong to God. And Peter should or had a confidence that he himself belonged to God. And not only that, he had a plan to help the man. And third. He had expectancy, a genuine faith that God would help him to meet the need. That's what I've said. It's not all about us. It's not all about what we can do. It's all about God. And fourth, Peter had a willingness to act, to reach out by faith and meet the needs. It's just like Peter again, the last time I shared that Peter walked on the water. The first step of Peter is the the step of faith. It's the same thing now. Peter now had a willingness to act and to reach out by faith. All this is essential if we are to reach out in the power of God to meet the needs of the world. The needs of the world will be met only if we are confident that we ourselves belong to God. If we think and plan how to meet the needs, we are expectant, believing that God will meet the needs through us. We are willing to act to step out by faith and meet the needs of the world. John 4.35, it says, Jesus said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look in the fields, for they are white already to harvest. The world is waiting to be harvested. Not only we need to remember that Jesus is now working through you, but also Jesus' presence and power are still active upon the earth. Verse 6 to 8, we can see there, it says, But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold, but I do have something else I can give you by the power of Jesus Christ from Nazareth, stand up and walk. This is the most important thing God wants people to know. His son, Jesus Christ, is alive. He is alive and exalted to the right hand of the Father forever. His presence and power are still active upon the earth and will continue to be active in the lives of his followers. His power is still alive to men. He's still loved and still greatly concerned for the world and for every person in the world. And that is through his followers, through you and I, through all the believers, through the church. Now, I want you to take note of three significant facts that must be understood. Verse number six. Jesus' presence and power are not found in silver and gold. It says there, Peter had no silver or gold, no money, no material goods, no food, no clothing. Therefore, Peter could not give those things to the man. But note... It was such thing that the man wanted and expect. It says, verse number five, the man looked at them thinking they were going to give him some money. And it was what the man seems to need in the eyes of the world. Right? The unbeliever, they look at the person, oh, this person needs money or shelter or clothing. However, it was not what the the man need, it was not the basic need of the man. When God looked at the man, he saw the man's spiritual need. Therefore, God's concern was to cure and change the man completely, not through material things. God was out to take care of the whole man, and the answer to changing the whole person of a man was not found in silver or gold. The necessities of life are just that, things that are necessary to life. But having the necessities of life are not the basic need of man. Man's spiritual welfare is his basic need. Man's basic need is the Lord Jesus Christ. As we look at the people around us, you have to remember that person's basic needs or her basic needs is the Lord Jesus Christ. God is concerned with whatever it is that keeps a man from knowing him personally and from fulfilling his purpose on earth. The crippled man needs Jesus, and that means the spiritual need of the person. And the miracle, that means his physical need. So not only Jesus' presence and power are not found in silver and gold, but also Jesus' presence and power are found in Jesus' name. Verse number 6, it says there, By the power of Jesus Christ from Nazareth, stand up and walk. Jesus was the source of power of Peter and John. He is the one who gave them the authority to cast out demons and gave them power to perform the miracles that people never witnessed in their entire life. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15 to 17, it talks about the supremacy of Christ. It says there, No one can see God, but Jesus Christ is exactly like him. He ranks higher than everything has been made. Through his power, all things were made, things in heaven and on earth, things seen and unseen, all powers, authorities, lords, and rulers. All things were made through Christ and for Christ. He was there before anything was made, In all things continue because of him. In verse 7 and 8, it says Immediately the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up, stood on his feet, began to walk because of Jesus' name. Jesus, Jesus' presence and power are found in Jesus' name. And third, Jesus' presence and power is still at work verse number seven i want you to note three things we could see there peter's faith the man's trust and jesus power it says there peter reached down to take the man's by right hand and lift him up what what faith it says there the man lift him let him what trust and jesus healed him what power brother and sister in christ it is time to trust jesus to believe him, his love, and care for the suffering and lost souls of the world. It is time to go forth in full presence and power, not just half, full presence and power of the Lord who is alive, whose presence and power is still available for the earth. The man was completely changed. His whole being changed, attitude and life. He was saved and healed inside out. And this person, he wanted all to know, He was standing, walking, leaping, and praising God because of God's power. Jesus' presence and power are still at work. Still, miracles happen every day, right? So third, the results, and that is verses 9 to 11, the results. People knew the man had been truly healed. He had seen the man for years sitting as a cripple and begging for help. There's no question about the miracle. They were filled with wonder and amazement at the change. And they were attracted and wondering and wanting to see what had caused such a miracle. The result were twofold. A changed person, a person who is truly changed by Christ, will cause people to stand in amazement and to wonder a changed person will will steer people to desire the same miracle in their own lives or in the lives of some loved ones now brother and sister in Christ my question is how's your life as Christ followers is your life cause people to stand in amazement and to wonder steer people to desire the same miracle in their lives or their own lives as they witness how God changed your lives or your life? As we fulfill the great commission of Christ, as we witness and minister to others, as we represent Christ, remember that Jesus is now working through you. Jesus' presence and power is still active. Miracle happened. If we are to reach out in the power of God, be confident that you belong to God. That you are his representative, ambassador, messenger. Be, think and plan how to meet the need. Expect, believe God will meet the need through you. Be willing to act and step out by faith to meet the need. Let me close with this verse. Matthew five sixteen. it says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Brother and sister in Christ, the miracle was more than just a miracle. It is a reminder for us that we need to remember that Jesus is now working through you. Jesus' power is just active upon the earth today as it was when he walked upon the earth. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. In Christ's precious name, amen.